Hi, my name is Adam Bergman, and I'm a tax partner with the IRA Financial Group. Today, I am going to discuss a topic that gets a lot of attention because it deals with precious metals, IRS-approved coins, and how you can actually hold them in a self-directed IRA or a solo 401k. So it's pretty clear as to what you can and cannot buy when it comes to precious metals with a retirement account. All that's found under Internal Revenue Code Section 408. So there's not much issue when it comes to what is an IRS-approved uh, bullion type of investment or a coin investment because it's pretty clear under Section 408M. And I'm not going to uh, read the exact language in the tax code because um, you guys can do that yourself. But it, in summary, it's, it's basically any bar. So when I, when I talk about precious metals, I talk about bullion bars. It has to be pure gold, silver, palladium, 99.99% pure. Okay, so uh, it can't have it mixed, can't be a watch, uh, it, it can't be anything other than pure, 99.99% pure gold, silver, palladium, bullion. And when it comes to coins, essentially what it comes down to uh, based off the tax code and, and further IRS guidance is it has to be U.S. Uh, American Eagle Silver uh, Eagle state minted coins. Uh, collectibles aren't allowed. Foreign coins are not allowed. It has to be uh, U.S. gold coins, one half, uh, one quarter, one tenth, one ounce gold coins, uh, at least 0.99 fine, 99.5% pure, generally American Eagle state minted coins. So it's pretty clear as to what you can and cannot hold when it comes to precious metals and coins and a self-directed IRA and solo 401k. What is not so clear is actually how you can hold them. So for that, we have to break down the discussion into two categories, precious metals and coins, because actual uh, and for, for whatever reason, the, the uh, holding thresholds have different requirements when it comes to precious metals and coins. So we got to look at Section 408M in the Internal Revenue Code to see what it states about uh, holding coins uh, and metals. So if you look at Section 408M of the code, the code actually has a threshold, a physical possession threshold um, for metals, and it does not have it for coins. Uh, I'm not sure of the reason. Um, we'll go into this in a little bit of detail now. I haven't heard of a good reason why metals and, and coins have a different threshold for physical possession. Um, for whatever reason, though, we have to abide by the tax code. And there hasn't been much guidance on this either as to what physical possession means. Um, so, you know, when, I, when you look at the code and you talk about uh, physical possession, this is what it reads for uh, bullions and coins. And again, this is found on the exception under Section 408M to collectibles because under 408M, Art, antiques, gems, uh, alcohol beverages, baseball cards, rugs, you, you can't buy them in a retirement account because they're deemed collectibles and the IRS doesn't want you buying collectibles in a retirement account. There's a carve-out for, for precious metals and coins. Now, in terms of possession, under 408M3B, it says any gold, silver, and I'm reading directly from the tax code, any gold, silver, platinum, Palladium bullion of finesse equal to exceeding the minimum finesse that a contract market requires for metals, with such which may be delivered in satisfaction of a regulated futures contract 
if such bullion is in the physical possession of a trustee described under subsection A of this section. So subsection A of the section, um, if you go into 408A, and now have to look what subsection A talks about, subsection A um, is, is going to bring you to uh, what a, uh, a bank or trustee means and, and what it's defined as. So interesting enough, we know right away that precious metals have to be held in the physical possession of a U.S. bank uh, or trustee. Um, if you look at um, Internal Revenue Code Section 408A, you see a bank as defined in subsection N uh, is basically uh, any, any person demonstrates in the satisfaction of the sec secretary or uh, other person will administer the trust will be consistent with the requirements of the section. So 408N defines a bank, and you have to go then to 581, um, which defines what a bank is, which is essentially any bank is a bank or trust company incorporating doing business under the laws of the United States. Um, it also includes federal credit unions. So right away we know that physical, physical gold, palladium, bullion have to be held, silver, in the physical possession of a U.S. bank. So a depository would satisfy that. But what about a bank account or a safety deposit box? Now, in the, in the case of a self-directed IRA or solo 401k, uh, not everyone wants to use a depository for whatever reason, costs, and convenience. So over the last six, seven years, there's been a movement of people using safety deposit boxes as a way to hold precious metals in a self-directed IRA or solo 401k. Now, their position and a position of many tax professionals is clearly the metals are in the physical possession of a U.S. bank or trustee because they're in the safety deposit box. Now, that's true. I mean, they're, they're generally in the bank. They're not in your home, for example, or some other establishment. Um, so that probably uh, is accurate. I'm not sure that meets the, the intent of the code. Um, but I'll get to some tips in a, in a few minutes as to what I suggest some of my clients to do who really want to do this. It's clearly safer to hold it a depository because that uh, clearly satisfies the tax code. Um, for people that want to hold it in a safety deposit box, um, there is some grounds to stand on. You're, you're clearly in the physical possession of a bank. Um, constructively, you have possession because you have the key to the box and the bank just can't open your box. But the code doesn't say constructive. It says physical possession. If it just said possession, uh, I think a safety deposit box uh, may not work. But it says physical possession, and clearly it's in the physical possession of a bank. So a lot of my clients are doing that. Some tips. Uh, I think it's helpful to have some type of affidavit showing that you as the manager of the LLC or the trustee of the plan are holding these uh, assets solely as your capacity as manager or trustee of the 401k for no personal benefit. You definitely want to have an accounting accounting of the bars take pictures, uh, as much documentation as possible to show what the inventory of these assets are. The reason you want to show if the IRS ever asks that you're not using these metals for personal purposes. The whole concept around these prohibited transaction rules um, is the IRS doesn't want you to use your retirement assets for personal purposes without paying a tax distribution penalty uh, or, or distribution tax, excuse me, or a penalty of 10% if you're under 59 and a half. So they need to put rules into place, which they have, and enforce these rules so people aren't just pulling money out 
using them for personal reasons and not paying tax or penalty if applicable. When it comes to the metals, it's going to be very hard for the IRS to argue that if you've bought four bars of gold, 99.99%, put them in a safety deposit box, and they've stayed there for the last five years, you have an inventory of the assets, pictures of the assets. It's going to be very hard to show that you've personally benefited, very show, hard for the IRS to show any potential gain or damages on their part. So I think affidavit to show your intent, pictures, uh, I think you want to inventory these assets, take good notes as to exactly what you're holding. Uh, I think that's a great start. Again, there's no guidance. It's clearly safer to hold a depository. That's clearly 100% safe as long as the, the metals are 99.99%. For those who want to use a safety deposit box, um, there, there's grounds to stand on. Uh, it's important. Obviously, you don't use these assets for personal purposes. Uh, you probably want an affidavit uh, drafted. You want to have a good accounting of these assets, pictures, and documentation showing that they're still there and you have held what you've bought and no personal benefit has been derived. Now, coins is a little bit different because that physical possession threshold, which I just talked about under 408M, which talks about physical possession of precious metals, pure gold, silver, palladium, bullion, for some reason is just not present when it talks about coins. Um, Again, there's not much legislative history as to why. I haven't been able to find anything useful. But the um, description of physical possession comes right after 408M3B uh, when it talks about palladium, where 3A talks about coins. So you would think if the IRS wanted the physical possession threshold to apply to A and B, um, it, it would not have a comma after uh, the futures contract comma, if such bullion is in the physical possession, it would have said if such coins or, and or bullion or if, if anything under uh, 3 uh, A or B. Uh, but it clearly designates bullion. It doesn't refer to coins. So a lot of tax practitioners have taken the position that the physical possession doesn't apply to coins. Uh, may or may not be true. Again, very little guidance from the IRS, Department of Labor. Again, clearly safer if you hold them in a depository because you satisfy the, the definition of bank uh, under um, 581, 408N. So you're good there. But if you want to hold these uh, somewhat closer to home, uh, certainly if you did a safety deposit box, uh, you're, you're, it's just another level, uh, another barrier between you and the assets, another uh, – division between your personal uh, control and those assets. So that's clearly safer than holding them under your uh, pillow or in a safety deposit box in your home. I'm not saying that's not allowed because the physical possession requirement doesn't seem to apply to coins. Uh, for tips, just like precious metals, uh, affidavit showing that you're holding these coins solely as manager of the LLC or trustee of the solo 401k purely for uh, that purpose, not for any personal benefit. Pictures of the coins, inventory, details of exactly the coins you own, uh, the number, the type of coin. It should match the picture. Uh, the more details you have, the better. It's better proof if the IRS ever questions you to show that you have what you've bought. There's been no personal benefit. You didn't sell these coins, replace them. You didn't use them to go on vacation. Um, this has been solely used for retirement purposes, hold them for appreciation. And that's been your uh, intent, and that's what has happened. That is uh, recommended, uh, again, to take inventory, take pictures, affidavit, 
Um, the less control you have over these assets, the less uh, potential the IRS has to argue any self-dealing or personal benefit. So, again, just to recap, um, 408M talks about approved uh, coins and metals. They're not deemed collectible so long as they're 99.99% pure gold, silver, palladium, bullion, or American Eagles or state-minted coins. Uh, when it comes to physical possession, or, or that, that threshold seems to only apply to the bullion, not to coins. It's It's... When you talk about physical possession, it has to be in a U.S. bank, which essentially is a depository or a uh, U.S. bank or, or um, a trust company, credit union. Um, safety deposit box would seem to satisfy physical possession requirement, uh, but no guidance formal on, from the IRS or Department of Labor, whether that does clearly safer to hold it at a depository. For some reason, coin doesn't have that physical possession threshold. That language clearly, clearly references just bullion. It doesn't reference coins. So that opens the door to potentially holding these coins in a safety deposit box or even in your house. Uh, my main tips for, for making sure you protect yourself against any potential IRS audit or attack that you've personally benefited is have an affidavit signed, notarized, uh, pictures of what you've bought, the bullion or the coins, and a detailed inventory of the exact um, type of coin or bar, the size, uh, if you have receipts or invoices of what you paid for it uh, to show that you have uh, have what you've bought and there's been no changes or you haven't used these assets for any personal purposes, I think that's your best bet. Um, clearly, if you're not going in and out of the safety deposit box, if you have records that you, you haven't visited those boxes, it's, it's more proof that it's been sitting there, you haven't even looked at them, so it's clearly there solely for the purposes of, of growing in value and, and benefiting your retirement account and not you. Uh, it's good to talk to a tax professional, accountant, CPA, tax attorney for more info on this. Uh, the tax code is pretty clear on what you can and cannot buy when it comes to metals or coins. It's clear there's a phys physical possession requirement for metals, not so for coins, but other than that, there's not much clarity. There's a lot on the internet, uh, but not a lot of foundation from uh, and, and guidance from the IRS and the Department of Labor. Uh, the most important thing, again, is to show that these assets are purchased for the benefit of your retirement account, not for any personal purposes. Anything you can do to, to show that and protect your, your assets from uh, any argument that you've personally benefited is valuable. Uh, is, is something I recommend my clients to do. Take pictures, uh, affidavit, uh, inventory them. A lot of inf more information you have on what you've bought, what you bought, and the fact that they've remained there. And you have what you bought, and you haven't personally benefited. The better. Uh, it'd be very hard for the IRS to argue self-dealing, personal benefit when you bought your metals, your coins, two, three, four, five, six, seven years ago, and they're still there. Exactly what you bought. You haven't touched them be hard for the IRS to argue any personal benefit, and I'm not sure what damages the IRS could argue or any potential privative transaction or self-dealing if nothing has happened to benefit you. So that would be my, my suggestions, my thoughts. Uh, it's a really interesting topic. Uh, if you have more questions or want to discuss further, I'm Adam, IRA Financial Group. Uh, I can be reached directly at Adam B, A-D-A-M, B as in boy, Adam B at irafinancialgroup.com, or... 800-472-0646, extension 12, 800-472-0646, extension 12. 
uh, check out www.irafinancialgroup.com. Um, there's a lot of information on uh, self-directed IRAs, solo 401ks, permitted and prohibited types of investments, um, great podcasts, uh, and a lot of additional information on the self-directed IRA and other retirement uh, open architecture products. I uh, really enjoyed the time. I hope you found the podcast beneficial. And if you have any additional thoughts, suggestions for uh, future podcasts, please don't hesitate. Thanks again for listening.